Nya, nya, nya. Ba, mba, babue, Zimbabwe. <clears throat> the broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch history, to progressive history. today. Santa ski, slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Bodega, 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 alpha and omega. <clears throat> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. So wing about a serving platter. Hey, hey Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with progressive, that one? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled by mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome, everyone. This is Nichelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Nichelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond. Thank you so much for joining me today. And this particular week, I'm returning back with my episode, focusing my bonus episode, focusing on the new short story that I debuted last summer my summer break of 2018 and in this particular episode I'm focusing on mahogany and with mahogany of course it's during the Harlem Renaissance that's where I was an editor uh, for the Harlem Renaissance at sweet101.com so this will continue on where I'm releasing the full short for the month of January in 2019 brand new year brand new month <laughs> and highlighting this new short story that I actually released last summer and continuation from the bonus two that I released. I released two and for bonus number two is where again you have um, that scene where the phone is ringing. The character Tony is uh, a good close friend of the family, confident of the family, a part of the organization that Bill Sands is organizing and a part of Bill Sands is the father and he owns a nightclub in Harlem and a restaurant. He has a family, a wife Bertha and a daughter Jules. Jules is basically the lead character in this particular short story and right now we're going to go ahead and continue on from where we left off where last week Jules and her two siblings, her brother and younger sister, was told by Bill Sands that they had to pretty much move on to their lives so it seems like they're moving them out of Harlem from now something is going on due to that call that Tony did not want Bertha and Jules to pick up and that was episode that was bonus two episode last summer and fast forward to this month this year is where Tony explained his concerns of why not answering that phone and Bill Sands gave him some instructions. The next moment, the next week of this month that I did showed where he made that decision to move the children for them to be able to go different places as if he really wanted them not to be in Harlem. Something is coming. So let's go ahead and start off with that in this particular episode where we left off from last week. So this will be considered bonus five. And we're going to go ahead and get started. So for bonus five, this will, for Mahogany, bonus five for Mahogany, this will be week four, January the 21st, 2019. So let's get started, okay? 
and uh, thank you so much again for joining me all right let's get started for this week of my bonus episode of mahogany bonus five let's begin for my podcast show Michelle Anderson short stories and beyond opening scene Jules rate but Jules did not turn around and Bertha got up to go after Jules but heard Bill in the study instead Bertha walked inside and closed the door behind her Bill looked up briefly and continued back reviewing some papers on his desk Bertha spoke up with authority she would not be happy once she arrives in Atlanta and socialize with the other women her age. Your decision was not right at this moment, Bill. He responded back, still not looking up to her. She will be fine. Once she arrives in Atlanta and socialize with the other women her age, she will be fine. Bertha decided to say nothing for a moment as her hands were grabs in front of her. Bill looked up again and noticed the stern facial expression. Bertha walked over to her husband, not removing her eyes from his. She spoke with a firm tone. Don't ever dictate orders to our children that affect their lives without talking with me first. Put her hand right up to him to stop him from speaking. She continued, listen to me clearly. I have supported you in the past and I shall continue to do so as your wife and mother to your children, but only if we are equally laying down our wishes together. I will not lower myself and be a silent partner when our children's lives are a concern. Yes, the three should have been on their way with their lives, but Jules needed a soft blow than the one you just gave her. I know something is going down with the conference to make these turn of events that affect our children greatly. But not to announce these changes without me knowing at first was wrong, Bill. And Mr. Bill Sands, if you ever try and lay down orders in that matter, in that matter again, it would be your last. I will not be standing equally beside you. Bill, you will be standing alone. Bertha rolled her eyes before departing the room, leaving Bill speechless. Meanwhile, early the next morning at the train station, Tony handed Jules her last bag. She held it, not looking up at Tony. Her tan color hat was flipped over her eyes, but you could still you could still see some of her face she was about to walk towards her section when tony came up and touched her shoulder she turned around jules i know you are sad over this i mean leaving harlem but it is not forever i want you to have this he placed an object in her hand and here is a number of a good friend of mine while you're down there in atlanta Jules saw the object to be made out of mahogany and shaped as a medallion with a carved image of a woman on it. The medallion is of my great-great-grandmother from Africa. It, it has always brought me luck. For some reason, I'm urged to let you have it. Jules shook her head. 
and give it back to Tony, trying to prevent the tears in her eyes from running down her face. Tony placed it back into her hands and squeezed it. No, I want you to have it. Call my friend when you get to Atlanta. She will make you feel at home. Take care, Jules. She placed a mahogany medallion and piece of paper into her purse and started to walk away. Jules, Tony said. She turned around once more. Remember, you are a Nubian princess. Keep your eyes up to the stars. Heaven is watching you. Maker's North was proud. He smiled for the first time. Jules could ever remember since knowing him. She finally spoke, but in a whisper. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Jules began to walk to her section as the crowd of people immediately making her visible, invisible, for Tony not to see her anymore. Jules looked at the station clock and realized she still had some time before she would depart. She quickly found a seat and began to observe her surroundings. In her immediate cabin, there was not many people around. So her thoughts became many in her mind. She missed getting to see her father because he was gone with other committee members to another important meeting of the conference. Jules ignored her mother when she got into the car with Tony, as she recalled, and her brother and sister were still gathering their things. She didn't have the strength to talk to them, for her heart was still at the bottom of her stomach. Of this transformation to a new life in the South. She glanced down at her shoes when suddenly she heard a familiar voice. It was her brother. Jules, Jules, he said, washing over. She immediately began to cry as she stood up. He reached Jules and hugged her. What are you doing here? I thought you would be getting comfortable in your new place. I couldn't let my sister leave without saying so long. I love you, girl. Jules let out a chuckle, making the pain in her heart ease up a little. Thank you, Will. Nami wanted to come too, but her ride came soon after yours. She wanted to give you this. He gave Jules a letter with her little sister handwriting on it. Now, Jules, this seems like it is not what you have dreamed, but girl, life is funny that way. Trust Dad. It will work out for the best. Suddenly, her time to board the train was announced. He started to help her with her bags, and they began to walk towards the boarding area. When she was about to board, he embraced her one last time. Will gave her a kiss on the cheek, and they said their goodbyes, and she went to her seat. Jules could see Will out of the window watching her, and she quickly waved back to her brother. The train began to move and Jules to do everything she could from not jumping off the train and staying with Will in Harlem. She sat still as the train continued to move and Will quickly passed by her window. Streaks of tears rolled down her face, making wet dots on her blouse. Jules had to swallow hard, realizing she didn't know when she would smell that sweet smell of Harlem. Jules closed her eyes because she didn't know when she would see mahogany again. Jules felt as though she was going to faint, so she did what her grandmother told her to do in the crisis. Jules breathed in deeply as she left Harlem. 
insane. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com learn. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com learn netsuite.com learn.